I hate being paranoid. Welcome to Grumble Goat. I'm Veronique Hurley. This is a show about all the small things that drive Matt insane. This week, it's my grumble. Let's grumble. I'm sorry, guys. I know that you really don't want to be thinking about this, but every day we wake up and there is a new symptom that you can have. I'm sick and tired of being paranoid. For the first half of this, I was fine. I was keeping up with the news. Even at work, I was laughing at people when they said that this was only going to last for two weeks once it reached America. Are you kidding me? China was quarantined for two months at this point, and they were spraying things in the air. I'm still waiting for that. Now, I started to get hyper aware around February because like I wasn't feeling too hot, but it was all linking up to my lady time. Oh my goodness, was I exposed to this in December because that's when I started to have indigestion? I was making myself paranoid and this pandemic has brought it to a new level of anxiety. It's like the equivalent of having bed bugs, but like constantly, like you can get them outside, but they're already inside. This virus is everywhere and it's nowhere. And the worst part, Every single day I turn on the news and I'm like, oh, great. Children are getting this inflammation disorder. Oh my gosh, I have five of the seven issues, but I'm not a child. I'm a child at heart. The thing about my inflammation was in March, I went to see the acupuncturist and I told him how paranoid I was being already about the coronavirus. But the other thing is, is that it's stress. I'm also an empath. I feel like I'm taking on all of these symptoms because I'm so afraid I have it. But at the same time, it's my Jesus year, so I'm not that old. And then within that session, I literally got my lady time like 15 minutes after I left. So then we hibernated in our quarantine. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having shortness of breath. The good thing was is that Matt was making me run every day. He had to convince me it was bouncy walking, which was totally fine. And I'm now having all of this inflammation happen again. And my eye blew up. Is it just allergies or is it this inflammation disorder that these children are getting? Or do I have pink eye? Maybe I need to change my pillowcase more often because my cats and I share a pillow, obviously. Oh my gosh, I clearly gave my cats the Rona, but it's also allergy season. So here we are. We're wearing masks, but the thing is, is as you're running, you're literally breathing in your eyeballs. So like my eyes are inflamed, they're itchy. Also, who are these people that are even getting their cats tested for the coronavirus? When did they distribute them to the vet's office? Like what? Like this is insanity. I really hate being paranoid. And that's the grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. What? Grumble, 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 grumble. Let's get your goat. For the latter half of the show, we'll bring in my lesser half, Matt, for a pretentious look and a segment we call Let's Get Your Goat. You know, every day it's there's a new thing. Yeah, less infection in your nose? Yes. Well, I've been doing the neti pot. Yeah, you've been doing the neti pot. And I've noticed a significant difference in my eye. But I also took Claritin that day. I'm really happy for you and your eye. I mean, it's still a little dry, but that's okay. Are you going to ask me how my eyes are feeling? Yes. How are your eyes feeling? Great. Well, that's good. Yeah, no problems whatsoever. Well, so I feel like if I had pink eye, then you would have gotten pink eye. Oh, you think so, huh? I know the cats sleep on my side of the bed. Yeah. At the same time, they just walk all over everything. You want to convince me that you did not have pink eye. Yeah, I don't think I have pink eye. Okay. Well, let's hear it then. What's the the thesis? Well, I just have a series of questions for you first. Okay, great. 
How many times have you gotten the Rona? Corona? Yeah. Are you calling it the Rona? I'm calling it the Rona right okay. now. Okay. Um, I've gotten the Rona, I think, zero times. We were concerned that we may have gotten it in December. When it first came out, it sounded like an illness that I already had. Exactly. But then I realized that it wasn't possible because I couldn't have gotten the disease before it broke out in China. Well, I feel like we got it while it was breaking out in China, but you were like, it's totally possible because I had that cough that lasted forever. And dry nose, like there, I didn't have a runny nose. Dry cough. And I had... It lasted like forever. Um, and a headache. And those were all symptoms of the Rona. Yeah. But then I thought, if I had it, there'd be a huge outbreak way earlier than we got it. Do you think it's possible that the first wave could have been in December? There's a possibility that we don't know the extent. Our president tends to like not testing over testing. Right. But at the same time, if it broke out in New York, we would have noticed 40,000 deaths. Exactly. Well, when you started saying that i was like well yeah you're right yeah because there are u-haul trucks full of dead bodies and we would have noticed that happening if that happened in december i know i know you get it every day well that's the thing i'm constantly having symptoms of the rona like i haven't seen you have difficulty breathing Oh, except when we started bouncy walking. When we were bouncy walking. Yeah, but I think that's more natural human response to running is shortness of breath. And I did notice my shortness of breath was when I walked up five flights of stairs. But that's been a perpetual result of living on the fifth floor for years. I feel like I should have gotten better at it by now. Yeah, you probably should have. But if you were a superhero, shortness of breath is one of your weaknesses. That's Yeah, that's a lifelong thing. Yeah, yeah. so unless, unless you've gotten the Rona forever. But when we were in like... Tahoe a couple years ago mm-hmm. and I definitely had to hang back. I was like, this is a lot for me. Yeah, or too little for you. <laughs> exactly. Ox- oxygen wise, too little. <laughs> Do you feel as if we have brought the coronavirus into the house? You and me? Mm-hmm. It's probably on our shoes. I know we don't have the shoes outside. It's just squirreling itself away on the shoes, on the cans of beans. Well, I have noticed that Teddy likes our shoes in his mouth when he wants attention. Yeah. And he hasn't been walking around. I feel like that might be a symptom of us just always being here. Because he can't miss us if we won't go away. But he does miss us if we don't pay attention to him. I just want to mention to the folks at home that Teddy is one of the cats. Teddy is my beloved kitty cat. Right, the beloved one. There's definitely a favorite, and it's Ted. You know, I was concerned that the cats had the Rona. Yeah, no, they've definitely had it too. Well, that's what I was thinking. If we got it in December, then we would have already given it to the cats. Why are you obsessed with having the Rona? Every day we discuss whether you have it, whether the cats have it, whether you had it, whether you're immune to it. I think it's okay. Okay, if we don't have it. Well, it's because there's so much that we don't know. Oh, it could be here and oh, it could be there. Yeah, it, it, it can be on the bottoms of your shoes. But like, I don't lick the bottoms of my shoes. Right? Like, I generally The other day wash my I hands. saw on the news, it, on The Daily Show, it can be sexually transmitted. If you're having sex with somebody, you probably already got it from them. Right. You probably shared other fluids before you that. You are definitely in range of six yeah, feet. Yeah, so it's all just shock news. Can you get corona from the subway pole? Well, yeah. Yeah, what? I don't like questioning whether I have the Rona every day. Why do you feel you have it every day? It's always linked to my lady time. You get the Rona when you get Aunt Flo. Yeah, no, it's just, and well, in the indigestion thing. And you're relating that to the Rona, even though nobody else is. Well, I'm an empath. I feel like I'm just feeling all of the things. Do you feel that since we have 24-hour news, that is instilling paranoia in people? Absolutely. I mean, all the sports are canceled, so all they have to talk about is like, 
all we got is the 24-hour news. and Trump and the coronavirus. When did paranoia first strike you? Not about the Rona. As like a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I was younger, I asked my dad. I was like, hey, dad, can I go on the high dive? And he was like, sure. Your dad would say sure no matter what you asked. Exactly. So he didn't believe that I was actually going to do it. And as I'm climbing up, I see my family watching like, oh, my gosh, she's doing it. Yeah. They were afraid. And then I was afraid. And then I jumped. Oh, you did jump. But I tr- I, w- I went up again. And that's when I was even more scared. You yeah. were like, what have I done? This time I know exactly what I've done. I'm just going to splash into you some water. wait a second. And that's when the fear hits you. And then I just mm-hmm. have to like literally melt into the floor. Yeah. Well, the Rona makes you melt. I mean, a little bit. I don't think I suffer from paranoia. Let me tell you a discovery that I made about myself. Okay. I was sharing with a friend experiences we had in school. And he was like, oh, I always saw these kids being bullied XYZ. And I'd be like, oh, I always got XYZ done to me. Hilarious. And I was like, it was just my friends goofing off. But then I slowly started to realize, wait a second, I think I was bullied. Yeah. But at no point did it occur to me because I'm not paranoid about that stuff. Right. You just like, even if it's a series of events. Right. Oh yeah, you it got me. Got a little attention. It's like so, if if my eye gets pink and puffy, my reaction when I see that is just like, ah, I guess that's a thing now. Well, anything that has to do with my face, I freak out more. Okay, so the corona just happens on your face. Well, when it happened on my face, the corona. <laughs> I think it's a sinus infection, actually. But then you go to WebMD, and there's just a list of things. Yeah, it's just, it's just no matter what it is, it's cancer. Yeah, exactly. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, oh, my, my cheek itches a little bit. Well, it's cancer. And then the early signs of cancer is just like lower back pain, getting hot Tiredness. Sweats, tiredness. <laughs> WebMD is not a doctor, so that's what doctors are for. But the thing is about the doctor, they're guessing too. You think a lot of doctoring is guesswork. Yeah, I do. And you think that's why people don't want to go to the doctor? Not the $800 medical bill they get. Well, that too. That only because it costs so much money to go to the doctor. Is it worth it? When was the first time that you realized a doctor visit might not be worth it? When I sprained my wrist because they take an x-ray. But then if you just sprain it, okay, try not to use it. One time I have like one extra bone in my finger. Just makes a little bulge on my fingers. But I was like, mom, I got this weird thing. Go to the hospital, they slap an IV in my arm and the doctor comes back with the x-ray and they're like, well, you just have an extra bone in that finger. That'll be $800, please. Exactly. That'll be $800. And then you go to the doctor when you actually have something wrong with you. And he says, okay, we'll prescribe a painkiller. Don't give me a painkiller. Like, of course, I want the painkiller or muscle relaxer (laughs) so I can like move. Sure. Well, so much of healthcare is about the painkillers because it's the era of Yelp. Doctors start prescribing pain medication because they didn't want lower ratings. But now we have an opioid addiction. Yeah. And here's and here's the real thing I want people to take away from this. Yeah. The customer is not always right. Exactly. The customer is usually wrong. That phrase was meant to mean in grand marketing structure, right. like beta lost to VHS, because the customers just bought the VHS. In that case, the customer is right. Not Karen walks into Applebee's and wants a free margarita. Right. There's a distrust in doctors, I feel like, from following that model. Yeah. You know, I love going to the acupuncturist. This is a problem. I can stab you with some needles. But it's not the needles. It's We got bit. pins. There are different things for different people because we're so stressed out. No, right? you're stressed out. You're the paranoid one. I am really paranoid right now. What was the trigger for your paranoia before the Rona? Oh, I think I thought I had cancer. Yeah. Well, I just that, didn't tell so. anyone. Yeah, right. You, you <laughs> definitely have cancer. You have a gluten allergy. Well, that's pretend. Isn't it all a little bit pretend? <laughs>
But that's the other thing. Like, I want to, I would love to have an MRI and be like, just scan my whole body. We gave you all the tests, scan. There's no such thing as a scan for your whole body. Oh, well, we should have one. This isn't Star Trek. Oh, man. Bones can't come up and have a little scanner device that he just Xeroxes your body and just. Do you ever wonder if the, the transporter? Yeah, I was wait. I'm waiting for that to happen. Do you think that that is a molecular Xeroxer that destroys the copy it's making? Oh, my gosh. Because that's what I think it is. But every time they teleport they remember the yeah things exact before. copy i mean yes yeah can you duplicate a soul no you can never duplicate a soul you can be reincarnated okay so, so they just reincarnate every time they have to go to well that's different i mean reincarnation is when you die you really do die that's the darkest interpretation of star trek i've ever heard no in reincarnation there's a certain amount of energy right that life force just gets cycled okay that's energy you said Mm-hmm. And we energy, are energy. Energy is mass times the speed of light squared. Okay. Right? That's a lot of energy. Yeah, we have a lot of energy inside yeah. of us. If you multiply any number by the speed of light, you're going to come up with a very big number. Yeah. I have a lot of energy. Yeah, of course. People you do. say that I'm pretty energetic. You're very energetic. A lot of that energy is grumble energy. <laughs> I know. So they didn't have a 24-hour news cycle during the Black Plague. Right. They did have a town crier. Oh my think, gosh. Do you think they had to put down any town criers because they got too paranoid and were running around <laughs> screaming everybody's dying, even though that was the news of the day? Every Every town crier got the plague because they were outside. Oh, their mouths were just open too much. <laughs> because of the fleas. The fleas? Yeah, the rats. The fleas lived on the rats. Okay, there were rats, there were fleas, and then there were people. So if they were on ships, like that's how like coronavirus has got so spread so easily is because we are constantly the rats traveling. And the fleas. No, because they're constantly traveling. Yeah. So they had to quarantine boats. Right. My mother is like, well, you know, I'm not worried about the coronavirus because I'll put clove oil all over my body. And that's what they did in the bubonic plague. Yeah, and that really saved a lot of people. <laughs> but I feel like clove oil repelled bugs. So though. clove oil was the hydroxychloroquine of the Black Plague. Yeah. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Exactly. Yeah. I just found this out that essential oils are toxic to cats. You were paranoid that you were poisoning your cats. Yes. That's the other thing that I thought about with the pink eye and then the cats and the goop. And I oh, was my like, gosh. oh my gosh. You're allergic to lavender oil. Oh. Oh, are you paranoid now? I don't think I'm allergic to lavender oil. It's the plague. What I don't like about the social media, there's like a tunnel that you go down. Are you quarantining yourself indoors and wearing a mask outdoors because you're afraid of getting the coronavirus? Or are you doing it to protect people? In the very, very beginning, because I wanted to protect other people, because I was so paranoid that I may have it. Oh, you were going to give it to That everybody. I was going to give it to people. You're patient number one. <laughs> I think I'm patient zero. Mm -hmm. You just got back from that exotic bat dinner in Wuhan? You know, but someone that I waited on could have... So you're wearing a mask now to not give it to people. I feel like it would be out of my system by now so now oh, you finally got over it yes i feel like i'm coming out of the other side of it which is why my eye is blowing up I so mean, that's I'm, at the beginning so now why do you wear the mask because there are high-risk people not wearing masks i'm like what are you doing well they're doing a strategic suicide you know i recently realized how important our immune system is mm -hmm. all we really have is our bodies right so as much as i hate bouncy walking and running i know how good it is for me i know how good it is for my 
heart. Well, you just exercise, maintain a good heart, don't smoke, don't drink, and uh, yeah. be healthy. And we know these things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everything within moderation. You don't do anything in excess. Right. Don't get coronavirus more than once a day. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I have therapy next week. I feel like you had therapy just now. This has been a bonus episode of Grumble Goat. Thanks for listening. I'm Veronique Hurley. I'm Matt Labanka. Please subscribe. You hate when people say, please subscribe. Grumble, grumble. Wait a second. I think I was bullied. <laughs>